All right. First, I'll let you know that on the Fat Lonely Bitch podcast, I don't edit anything. I just slap it on the internet. So if you say something that you shouldn't say, it's there. Um, No one's going to listen to it, though, so you'll be fine. All right. Sounds good. So too bad, so sad. Don't say something you don't mean, right? Stick to it. Yeah, I don't. I, I, it's, it's very rare that I regret anything that came out of my mouth. So, same. So, I don't, I won't say anything about somebody that I wouldn't say to their face. So, yep. Same here. Most likely have said to their face. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm pretty vocal. My brother says I have a, I have a strong personality. That's a, that's a sweet way of putting it, right? You say, yeah. <laughs> get passionate yeah that's good that's good people without passion don't necessarily you know care and like care enough you know i mean if you're like really arguing something whatnot it means you give a shit you know yeah no and like the louder you are the more you care you know duh yeah Yeah. um i usually don't get real loud unless somebody is somebody has said something it happens with men because they'll say something that kind of sets me off and i start to get a little i come back at them a little yeah um, aggressively like with you know and then they don't let me maybe i misunderstood them or something or they i don't know they don't let me finish my thought like as mm-hmm. soon as i escalate they try to cut me off i know they're doing it because they're trying to like make it better yeah like no no don't get mad you know but it really just makes me i'm not going to stop i'll just get louder you mm-hmm. know and then suddenly we're yelling at each other <laughs> I'm a bitch, and yeah. You know. <laughs> I don't, I don't mind being called a bitch. The podcast is called Fat Lonely Bitch because a man was being mean to my friend online, and I told him to drop dead and called him a cunt, and uh-huh. then went off on me in a series of messages. Like before, I could even respond. There were four or five. I didn't read all of it, but he basically called me a fat lonely bitch, and I was just like, yeah, duh, you know, like. Wow, hurt my feelings, bro, right? Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I, like, trying to say that I'm fat, like, what is it, 1982? You know, I got over that a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, like those, your mama's so fat jokes we all told in the 80s, exactly, that you grew up on, you know? Yeah, yeah, well, my kid's mama is so fat, that <laughs> she no longer cares that people call her fat. Um, but that's how the podcast started, so. Cool. And there's no format. <clears throat> We're just hanging cool. out because I miss smoking. I miss smoking and joking with comedians. So you are in Albuquerque, is that correct? No, I'm in Dallas. I grew up in Albuquerque, though. Okay, I tried to look at your Facebook, but you're currently in Dallas. That's yep. Do comedy. Yep. Do comedy. That sounds stupid. Perform comedy. Whatever. I knew what you meant. <laughs> I say do comedy all the time. Like, I got comedy to do tonight. I'm going to go do some comedy. Yeah. yeah Makes sense. Comedy. Makes sense. If I could have sex with comedy, I would. No doubt, right? Maybe not at an open mic, but, you know. I don't care who's watching. <laughs> <laughs> I love comedy. Comedy's I'm just, my soul. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's how I feel, too. <clears throat> it was uh, Aren't you very married? fortunate that I discovered. Huh? Aren't you married? I am. Shouldn't your wife be your soulmate? Well, I mean, she's obviously like my main, you know, so, but, but comedy has really seriously been like an amazing find for me. Like, a, <clears throat> like a year ago, I was not nearly the person that I am 
sitting here today just in in so many ways you know yeah um i am single and i mean i was married to somebody for the bulk of the four years i've been doing comedy we were together uh-huh. um we were together for like three years so but i was like a year in when i met him and i told him that comedy was going to come first mm-hmm. um and he was like yeah totally you know i love that you're passionate about an art form and all that and I even use his birthday and our anniversary as examples of things that I would miss if mm-hmm. it was a good opportunity, not just for a mic or some stupid bar show, but it, like a good sure. opportunity. Sure. And then I got a good opportunity, like a couple of years later, um, we were already going down. So the ship was sinking anyway. We were already going like that. <laughs> yeah, we were draining. We were circling the drain, yeah. And... Um, I had to leave the day before his birthday and come back the day after our first wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. And so I was excited though. I was just like, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And then, cause it was like a festival I'd applied to, but they were going to give me like a, the second to last show. I was going to headline. I got 15 instead of 10, like everybody else. Killer. And she was like, I'm just, I'd call She called me on a Saturday morning and she was like, we just want to make sure you could still make it before we make the announcements. And I was like, yeah, I know. I produced, you know, I produced a couple comedy festivals and she's like, yeah, yeah. We, know, we know who you are. And these are people in like the Washington DC area. And I was just like, Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what this whole thing, <laughs> what am I going to not go to that? And so, yeah, no um, but you know, and then Sunday he was just kind of in a mood all day. And then mm. Monday when I got home from work, I was like, what is your problem, man? <laughs> like, why do you have an attitude? And he was like, you could at least be sorry. And I was like, but I'm not sorry. He's like, well, you could say you're sorry for, le- I was going to lie to you and tell yeah. you I'm sorry. When I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I'm sorry. <clears throat> and I was like, I use these as examples. Three years ago when we met and you said it yeah. was okay. Yeah. So I'm sorry <clears throat> you didn't know yourself well enough to tell me yeah. it wouldn't be okay. I'm, I'm lucky but I guess that's why my wife and I are married 12 and a half going on 13 years now is because we both like that scenario for us would be a thumbs up I'm so happy for you type of yeah, deal instead I mean, you know and if he could go great that would be fun yeah but he could so yeah absolutely and the thing is it's a fucking day the day doesn't represent what the anniversary means to you if you're a day before or a day after that doesn't mean just because it didn't happen that day that honoring that benchmark or whatever is any less, you know, important to either of you. you Wedding anniversary is what seemed to bother him. But we only, we only got married. At least I only got married. And that's what I thought he was getting married for um, Uh to save taxes. Right. Because we were cohabitating and I had him on my health insurance as a domestic partner. And when you do that, the, count the money they pay towards the insurance as income, tax it. And it was pushing yeah. me up into a different bracket. It was fucking everything up. And I yeah. have a accounting degree. And at the time I worked for a tax software company. So I, I crunched the numbers within the tax software and figured I'd save three to $5,000 yeah. um, by being married. <clears throat> and I'm like, well, I'm going to be stuck with this fucker anyway. I might as well have the tax savings. And then right. I never got to, we filed one joint account. On no, joint, so you got, you no, got the savings one time. We never filed a joint. We were supposed to file a joint first time this year. Uh-huh. So, 
you know, didn't really work out for, and it, it was a bad idea, obviously. No, it didn't quite do what you wanted it to. No, no, but I was like, I thought I was stuck with him because he was completely dependent on me. And it's like when you take home a stray cat. Yeah. It's not a bad cat. You just really haven't bonded with it. You know, you don't, you know, right. if you take it to the shelter, they're going to put it down. Right. It didn't do anything to worth dying over. So you just right. keep it and like wait for it to die. Yeah. When it does, you just kind of feel like, well, mm. it was a good cat. Bye. Yeah. Good cat. But I couldn't wait for him to die. So I had to divorce him. <laughs> yeah. That takes a lot longer in humans than it does in pets. That's for sure. Bit yeah. more of a commitment. I don't know. I've only been like my longest relationships for like five and a half years. I can't imagine being with somebody for thirteen years. Yeah, yeah, man. We've been together. Yep, thirteen. It's awesome though, too. I mean, it's it's super good. Like when you meet somebody that's the right one. It sounds cliche. It sounds corny and all that, but it really is true. Like we're best. You know, you always hear people say, but we seriously are best friends. Like we, you know, yeah, yeah, laugh, yeah. we hang out, we joke, oh. and all that kind of stuff. I'm lucky. I am. I really am lucky. We got married crazy quick too. Like we met. We dated for a tiny little bit, and we got married super fast. It's good for you. Good it shouldn't for be you working. Too. <laughs> it shouldn't work like that. I know, but it's stories like yours that have made me secretly marry a man that I'd only been dating for six weeks. <coughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I love it. I say you got to go for it, man. I mean, like honestly, had things not had things been you know written differently, and I wasn't sitting here married thirteen years and all that today. I still wouldn't regret the speed at which we went or anything like that. You, you know, know really except he didn't have any teeth from meth abuse. So Oh, snap. Makes it a little different. But I was going to get him teeth when we got married because I had health insurance. You know? Right, right. And then I find out that he's like $20,000 behind on child support like after we get married. And uh -oh. he has five kids by four women, not four kids by three women. Uh-oh. I found that out at a funeral. We had to move back to Kansas. He, I knew him in high school, so it was like a stranger. We hadn't seen mm -hmm. each other in a decade, you know? Mm -hmm. So I moved, we moved back to Wichita, where we're from. And right after we got there, his best friend's grandma died. Mm -hmm. And then his best friend's mom, the daughter of the grandma, accidentally OD'd on pills. Like she wasn't, she just took the wrong comp. She took the wrong yeah. combination of pills and alcohol and right. was sad her mom died and she didn't mean to kill herself. But um, yeah. so I had a week after we got there, I had to go meet all of his people at a double, a double funeral for these two women. Um, who wow. I did not know. And we're at the funeral um, where everybody, basically everybody he knows, all his friends and family are there. Um, he's been friends with this guy for a long, long time. They're like family. And um, this woman walks up with this baby that's like two. And she's like, go to daddy. And he takes this baby. And we're sitting there and this whole funeral, he's, the, the kid is on his lap and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, that is his baby. Look at those big mm -hmm. ears. Look at those blue eyes. That is his baby. And mm -hmm. then we were arguing in the car afterwards. And he was like, she says it's my baby, but I don't think it is. And he claimed there hadn't been a DNA test, but there had. Um, and he said it was, she says it's my baby. And, and I was like, that is definitely your baby. And he's like, what is every big eared blue eyed baby in this town? Mine, I was like, probably a slut. Probably. <laughs> probably. You're, you're like, maybe I'm not the one who has five baby mamas, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a funny statement with that. 
yeah. with that evidence there. Yeah. <laughs> but it turned turned. I found out it was his kid because um, the state of Kansas, because you know she was on welfare, had taken him to mm-hmm. court and made him prove mm-hmm. that he was the father. I mean, I don't. I mean, they're given the women that he dated in this town or in Wichita. I I could see him doubting it, but so he wanted a test, but it was, I, I looked up the court records. I paid the dollar or whatever. And I looked up the court records in Cedric County's court. And I saw, I read through the records and saw where it was determined by a DNA test that he is the father. Wow. I've been to Wichita before. Yeah. Once. For comedy? No, no, no. It was totally unrelated. It was after I retired from the fire department. And when I just gone back to college, I had an internship. And we would produce a lot of the neutral site college basketball games. Okay. So we did the Wichita Wildcat Classic out there in Wichita. Wichita. And, uh, oh. <clears throat> yeah, it was fun. Now, we had a we had a semi-professional baseball team. I don't know if it's double A AA or triple A. Probably triple mm-hmm. um, It was the Wranglers. Mm-hmm. Wranglers. Um, and then it was the Wingnuts. Um, okay. <laughs> Because uh, they're used on airplanes, where the air capital, and they mm-hmm. would chant, "Who's nuts? Wing nuts!" Um, <laughs> I, I'd have to say D's every single time. I just couldn't help it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was. I'm sure most people were. It was painfully embarrassing. But now they tore down the stadium, built a whole new stadium, sunk all this money into this new team, and do you know what their name is? The Wind Surge. The wind surge? Come on. I think I, my new theory on this coronavirus is that Wichita pissed God off by naming it the wind surge because it's so awful. And then he caused the coronavirus because he's like, that's it. It's time for a mass extinction. It's time <laughs> to kill some of these people off because. With that baseball name, he's like, not happening. Wind surge and their mascots, a Pegasus. And Why not be the tornadoes or something? Like, that's what I remember about Wichita. There's lots of tornadoes and shit. Like, that's at least you, cool. Either way, why would you want it to be something that's negative? The wind surges are annoying. It's terrible. That's true. It's, Nobody really goes in like, oh, I like the wind. Everybody likes a breeze, but they don't like no the wind. No one's scared of the wind surge. Yeah. I'm not like, but. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, it's a wind surge. We'd better get in play in the house. Their, their new chant, though, should be. Uh, you suck, we blow. <laughs> yes, I like it. You uh, suck, we blow. It would be just as ridiculous as who's nuts, these nuts. And then the players scream back, we know. And that completes know. the cheer. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's the most ridiculous. And my thing is, is like, I have, you know, part of my degree is in marketing. I've taken a lot of classes like that, advertising and stuff. And so I know yes. that this name had to go through levels, at least three levels of, oh, of people that went wind surge. That's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wind surge. It had to go through three levels of, of professional, educated people. I would be surprised if it even went through like a committee or something, you know? A lot oh, yeah. Of the do. city council had to approve it. I think yeah. there may have been a vote in Wichita. <laughs> I don't know, but a lot of people. Wind surge. I don't know what the other options were, but wind surge senior all's college team <clears throat> has a really cool mascot and stuff you know the shockers except yeah exactly one time um they made some shirts that they were going to sell for something 
and they they put that on it yeah and then we're informed by the children that go there that what that is right and then they stop making the shirts so if you have one of those shirts there's only like a hundred that got sold oh nice yeah but yeah it was like the shockers and it had like an electric thing sticking out of here yeah going to like it that's beautiful and they they seriously the people that i think it was like the alumni association so it was like these old people that went there had no <laughs> idea what it meant oh that's so great pulled one over on pulled one over on elsie and you know there had to be somebody that knew what it meant that could have stopped it, but I wouldn't have said shit. No, me either. I'm like, let's let this go to print, baby. Let's see how far this is going to roll. I've been yeah. waiting to get the first one. And I would have Seriously. bought one and then told them what it meant. That's what I would have done. Right. I would have been the one know. that told them. <clears throat> Two in the pink, yeah. one in the stink. The stink. Oh, yeah. Vagina. Anal. <laughs> Vagina. Anal. Right. You get it, you get it. You get it. <laughs> Pinky in the poop hole. Pinky in the poop hole. Yeah. Uh, the old panker stanker. Like, I've always done that. I didn't know it had a name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's something probably surprising you turn around I and say something to, like that. I used to do that to prostitutes back in World War II. Right. When I got three day shore passes in the Philippines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, when I was up there in Wichita, the Shockers were really good in basketball right around then. They were like, they had just uh, beaten the number one team at the arena there, and uh, they ran deep. They ran deep in the tournament and stuff. Like, they were they were very good right then. It was yeah, they're ball. doing, they've gotten a lot better, um, <coughs> which is good because it's brought a lot of money to the school. But, yeah. Um, and they're, I mean, they're produced, they produced more like people that, I mean, they weren't starters in the NBA, but, you know, that went on to be in the NBA. Um, right. Yeah. And at least have long bench careers and stuff. Yeah, there's long a couple, there's like two or three team years, they had teams that actually sent people to, ended up in the NBA, so. Yeah. Um, I've always, I like the, the girls, the female basketball. Uh, I don't think she's the coach anymore, but she used to be the coach. Uh-huh. And uh, I had a crush on her. She's got like, you know, she wears her suits, her pants suits, and she wears those heels with the tall, like skinny heels. And yeah. She's mad, yeah. and she claps her hand and stomps her foot. I'm just like, woo! <laughs> Get a little hot under the collar. Oh, I love it when women yell at me. <laughs> yell my name again. Yell my name. Like speaking of, actually, when I was out there, the coach for the men's team at that time was Frank. Um, uh, Frank. What the hell was his last name? Anyway, guy was known for just being like a son of a bitch. And I watched him at his practices. These kids would like timmer around this guy because he would just yell and scream so hard at him. These guys would just be like they were like freaking puppy that got hit all the time. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like it. I was like, wow. She was usually yelling at refs, not her, not her, not her. She didn't, she didn't yell at her. Um, <laughs> at her players at her players like that it was like refs or you know stuff like that when that she didn't like the call um, yeah. but I mean like I don't like women to yell at me because they're mad at me I like them to yell right other things at me yes good things positive things. Good things or like you know they can go off about their work day and yell but not as long as I didn't do anything wrong um, right I don't yeah, know usually if somebody's yelling and going like this and stuff it's a good conversation if you start seeing that though, then you know that's not. Such <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I don't. I'm actually trying to think of a time when I've pissed a woman off 
there hasn't been a lot of women I've dated romantically and there's been like six and four of them I only saw one time if mm-hmm. you know what I mean um I gotcha and the other two I went out maybe four or five times with her um and then I stopped seeing her and then she stalked me a little bit like just yeah like, wouldn't stop texting and calling things like that and then the the last one I haven't dated a woman since 2008 because I'm scared um because the last one I dated you know we saw each other maybe 10 12 times over like six month period you know Mm -hmm. and uh she had a husband I had a boyfriend it wasn't supposed to be you know we weren't lesbians trying to build a life together or anything right and right. then she decided she was a lesbian and I was like, that's good for you, but I'm not. And she wanted us to be together and me to leave my boyfriend. And I was like, no, yeah. that's not what I was doing. And you knew that. I thought we had an understanding. And um, she just fucking, she would drive by my house slowly blasting music, like sad or loved songs, you know, and don't cry out loud yeah <laughs> yeah. And she knocked on my door crying, you know, my kids were there. And so I called her husband and I was like on their home phone. I was like, look, dude, you've got to get your wife under control or I'm going to have to have the cops get involved. She's coming by my house. I don't even know how she knows where I live. You know, I never, she never came over before. I always met her somewhere. I always met her. Um, She never picked me up. I don't know how she knew where I lived. And I was like, this is, this has got to stop. And um, then they moved like a week later good for you. You don't have to deal with it any longer. That's... I feel like she's done this to him a couple times because they've moved a lot. Yeah. Talk He's like, damn it. damn it, we got to pick up and move again. Yep. So, but yeah, so women are, I'm scared. I'm just saying like, I've only had, I've only had sex with six women, but the two I had sex with more than once both stalked me. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. And men are easy. I'm just being lazy. I'm too yeah. I'm too old. My friend that I stayed with, I went to Kansas for a couple weeks. She's a lesbian and she was telling me that what you have to be do what you have to do to women is like kind of be mean to them at first. Mm-hmm. In a flirty way. So negging, as they call it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh and then you ignore, you ignore, you ignore, you ignore. And then just when they're like getting fed up with being ignored, you just lay it on just attention, 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 attention. Uh-huh. And then you pull it back. And I was like, are you, you're insane. You're a narcissist. You're an asshole. Yeah, no, no doubt. I don't, I don't, I have no desire to be mean to women ever. I was like, and then I was like, well, can I be nice to them eventually? Like once I've reeled them in and I have them and we're like living together, can I be nice to them yeah. then? He's like, yeah, but not too nice. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible i don't i i don't have a desire to ever tear any woman down i just want to build them up and so i, I would be men on the <laughs> other hand um that i i, I kind of do it the opposite mm-hmm. so i think i'm doing i if i if that's the way you do it i'm doing it wrong in both sides because men i will start out by you know not being mean but you know i don't just tell them how great they are yeah <laughs> you know um, but I don't do anything intentionally. I'm not like, I'm going to reel these men in by doing this or that. I just, you're not like 
Black Widow and Black Widow style, right? Like, yeah. I'm just myself in both situations. I want to attract yeah. somebody. I don't want to play some stupid fucking game. I can't. No, those are the worst for sure. Like, I, I could not be back in the dating scene right now. Oh my God. The stuff I hear from my younger comic friends and everything, I just shake my head and I'm like, oh my God, like Tinder and all that stuff. Mm. Holy mm. shit, what a shit show. Mm. What a shit show. <laughs> there's, there's nothing good on there, especially yet. How old are you? I am 36. Yeah, it, it get at 30, it, get, it gets exponentially harder, but at 40, it's like, it's like tumbleweeds blowing around out there and eventually every once in a while, fucking freak comes through there's nothing left the pool is dried up right. um yeah because and there everyone that's left is just so fucking damaged <laughs> oh it's awful at least in my dating age range which is pretty um, if yeah. like, my range is 30 to 50 i think that's a pretty it's a solid range like yeah range but i was like i don't know like all these people that are doing online dating are like damaged and then i was like you know and they're just <clears throat> i was like wait a minute i'm on here too I, i'm not the exception see like my wife and i we met on eHarmony, but that's just a way different style than like tim yeah you know what i mean that's just um i tried eHarmony years and years ago and uh, i've tried it two or three times i filled out all their things takes forever right no matches you know what here, I swear to you, I swear to you, I filled out that fucking forever profile, right? Submitted it and all that stuff. I had zero matches within a thousand miles myself. I was like, oh no, what have I done? Like, you know, yeah. maybe I was too spit, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then about, I want to say it was a couple of days later, I got a match all of a sudden, which my wife, and then a few more here and there. But <clears throat> it took a little bit of time for those to roll in, you know? Cause I was the same boat. I was just like, oh, I'm fucking screwed. Great. I'm glad I paid for this site. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was, it was, you get a lot of match. I get a lot of matches on the other sites, but they never go anywhere. It's like, Hey, 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 Hey. And then you don't have a conversation. And then, you know, I make, if I make 30 matches, say uh -huh. three of them make it to the text phase. Uh -huh. And of those three, I may go on a first date with one of them. Uh-huh. And that's it. And then, but I mean, all my adult relationships have been people I met online for the most part. Um, yeah. I mean, after my children's fathers, I was a server and they were a cook, you know. Yeah. Um, I met them at work at a restaurant. And then after that, it's been online, except one I met um, through a friend of a friend. Um, but yeah, all my long-term serious relationships have been from online for the most part. And they've all been awful. So it's not that I, that I can't find a relationship online. They're just terrible. <laughs> Time to start going to the grocery store every day, huh? No, I'm just kidding. Not right now. Um, well, yeah, that's for sure. Not right now. Not right now. Now that I have comedy, I really, um, it adds a whole new extra layer of difficulty to dating because mm -hmm. I'm not going to miss a mic that I like to go to or, you know, if I'm going out on a date, especially here in Denver, because there's mm -hmm. multiple mics and multiple shows. There's at least one show every day. On the weekends, there's three, four, five to choose from, you know, on a yeah. Saturday night. And so 
if I'm going on a date, I'm choosing to not do something comedy related, whether it's going to a mic or just, I like to go watch the shows and support local comedy, you know, and, and mm -hmm. comedians do their sets, not at just mics. Um, it's an important part of getting better is to go watch the people that are at the level you want to be at and right. um, spending Tuesday nights at comedy works. You know, I need to be doing those things. And then I also need at least one night where I'm home by myself um, to just relax and decompress. Cause I, I only have so many social credits and, mm -hmm. uh, and I can't be around people. So, you know, I really don't have a lot of free time to go on dates. And so when I, if I'm going to go out on a date with somebody, um, I, I quickly walk away if I feel like, hey, if, if hanging out with them is not satisfactory, I don't give yeah. them enough time because I'm like, all I can think about is like, I could be at a mic right now. I could be mm -hmm. in a show right now. I could be home mm -hmm. chilling in bed, high, eating Oreos right now. You know, I keep thinking mm -hmm. about these things I'd rather be doing than hanging out with this boring ass person. So or hanging out with this person that keeps pissing me off. Right. Like I got better shit to do than deal with you. So, <laughs> I mean, it's good because it's make it's going to make me, you know, better at choosing people or whatever, but it's bad because right. it's also like, I just don't have the time. Yeah. Yeah. I like Denver, man. It's a cool city. Yeah, I've done comedy with a couple of folks from Denver. I was on a show at Dallas Comedy House with a couple guys that came down from Colorado. Did they come from the for that festival down there? They did for the Tower City. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Cohen. Yeah, Jeff Cohen. Yeah. So he and I, he and I went all over town together. Yeah. I was like, dude, if you're in town for a while, I will show you the ropes around here if you want. All the mics, all this. So I'd pick him up, or um, he'd meet me at the first stop, and I'd take him around. We'd go do a bunch of mics together. It was awesome. Yeah, I've been wanting to talk to him about how it went down there, but I, I. I I've only seen him once since he's been back and yeah. I, I didn't really get a chance to talk to him and then everything got shut down. But yeah. Um, yeah, Jeff and I, I met him last year. Yeah. Last mm -hmm. year he was my friend on Facebook, but I don't think I'd ever met him in person until last year when I did a um, contest at the world series contest in the Springs. We were on that and, so we've been friends ever since, but yeah, he's one of my favorites here. Um, he's a great guy. Like we yeah. had a blast together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's one of my favorites off stage for sure. He's one of my favorite people to talk to at mics and stuff like that. And he's funny as hell. He murdered at the show. He did really, really good. Yeah. It was a great show. The, our lineup hit hard. Like I was by far the least name in that lineup. Yeah. I had a really great set. Um, and the op the opener had a really great so the host slash opener killed it then i came on next had a really great set he killed it the next guy killed it and then the headliner just came in and fucking exploded the place like, it was a great show yeah. one of the better i've ever been a part of man it i remember really him telling me that that show was really good and yeah. he was talking about it but there we were at we were at a bar it wasn't at a comedy thing we were just hanging out at the bar and there's yeah. a lot of people there and we were drinking and right got distracted right i'm gonna eat some nutella Hell yeah. Straight hey, would you do me a favor? When it's like 7.15, because I don't have a clock right here, just let me know, because I have a show I'm supposed to be on. I don't want to, I'm having such a good time chatting. I don't want to F up and like. What time is it there now? Uh, my time, let's see, I'm an hour ahead of you. So it should be around, so you and I jumped on at about it's 6. 6.05 here. So we probably should end it then. So 7.05 here. No, we got a little bit of time still. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. 
wrap it up. Got like another, got like another 10, 15 right in there, and I'm cool with that. No problem. I did yeah. one online class, online Zoom show. I'm getting but used to them. It's tough. I, I really <laughs> love doing stand up, but I don't have any. Um, I don't think I'm going to become famous at it, or I'd actually. I mean, if I could just make twenty grand a year doing it, I'd be satisfied. But um, yeah. My main focus at the moment, though, is the nonprofit that I started. Um, I got the letter from the IRS, so officially a nonprofit. So, um, Art of Comedy, we're going to pay for um, stand-up and improv classes for women and the LGBTQIA community and troubled youth. I want to do something with them. I haven't really figured out how to work Beautiful. But, well, maybe you can even do one of the same. It's troubled youth and LBG. Well, yeah, LBG. those P, those three classes really all, you know, those three communities overlap a lot. Mm -hmm. But the biggest difference is the troubled youth, uh, cisgender straight males can do it. The other, mm -hmm. the the other two, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. They got to be a woman, or they have to be queer, or some combination. Yeah. Um, sure. It's just because, like, you know. I know I'm talking about you, but you know, there's a lot of you already. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're hearing that voice. We're hearing all the different voices that that, that community has to say. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to get the other voices out there. I call them the others, just more of the others. Um, sure. But there's something super valuable about everybody in the same room expressing their own view on things from a ton of different walks of life that make things good for sure. You know, it's always good to see stuff from a different, different perspective. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of it is to help them heal from trauma or like work with women that have, you know, been in abusive relationships or, right. you know, things Has been like through that. themselves. So they understand. Yeah. And yeah. so they can, you know, because I know the comedy has made, has changed my life and made me more confident. And that confidence has spilled into other areas of my life, um, including dating, you know, mm. where I, I, I value myself more. Therefore, I don't put up with people treating me um, badly anymore. Um, mm -hmm. I don't feel like I deserve it. And I, you know, I know I deserve to be treated right. And so, um, I think too, like when women have been in a long-term abusive relationship or even a short-term one, but it can erode your confidence, you know? So getting their confidence back and getting, even if they never do stand up, if they can just be confident in a job interview or something like that. Right. Um, right. Or even if you just are there to be their ear for them to heal some wounds. Like I've been in therapy a super long time. I'm all about, all about being able to heal those, those, because, I carried stuff with me for so long from the fire department with severe PTSD oh, and stuff yeah. like that. Such a long time. It has taken me till 36 and over 10 years of therapy to barely, barely get to some places like learning how to grieve properly, like all this crazy stuff that you would just figure a 36 year old man. Yeah. Could probably know or would know. Right. But not yeah. at all. And so I'm all about, and I'm real open about it too, because well, do you have I'm comfortable enough now. Do you have material about the trauma? Do you have material about bad, a bad thing? Yeah, you know, I do. Not a lot I've done yet because I'm just not quite, yeah. I haven't polished it enough quite yet. But I, I tell my funny stories from the fire department at this moment. Yeah. So I do those and that, and that works well. Um, but I have some stuff 
that I was written down about like my parents beating the shit out of each other and like some fire department stuff and some stuff that's pretty, that's very real, pretty dark. I laugh at it, but I'm just not, I'll be ready. I'll be ready soon, but it's just not ready just yet. Just yet. You know? Yeah. I have some dark material about my older daughter and I like, what I do is I, I have, I have about 10, 15 minutes of solid kid material. So I kind of work it into the middle of it. And then, so I like, you know, lighthearted, lighthearted. And I take them down and then I come back up and, and the, the, the darkest parts of those jokes, um, they don't always hit and make people laugh necessarily. There's always a couple people that want to laugh, but they can't because no one else is laughing. Right. I can't even explain it. I still get a reaction from the crowd that I can feel it in the air. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, like, even though they're not laughing, I can feel them. I can feel a reaction from the crowd in it. But the thing is, is you got to take them right back up and make them laugh. Once you take them yeah. down, if you're going to make them go, oh, you got to make them go, ha, 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 like quickly after, quickly after. Kind of laugh at your pain pretty quickly with something. Yeah. So that's, I, I, I've gotten to where I almost enjoy losing the crowd for a second and then getting them back because that laugh they give me when I get them back feels better. (laughs) Right. Right. Because like, Oh, getting the room back. Yeah. Because making people laugh when they're already right here, that's one thing, making them laugh when they're all the way at the bottom and taking them up. You just took them a much longer ride. And so, and yes, I don't have a lot of dark material. I don't dwell on it, but I do throw it in there and I take them down. And sometimes right. it works on crowds and sometimes it doesn't. It's hard to read a room to know if they're going to be able to handle it. Um, yeah, here we get, here's a strange mix because in certain parts of Dallas, you it's very diverse and you get a really diverse crowd and it's really open. About, and then you end up at a comedy club up farther north or whatever, yeah. and you get a group of like church conservative folks. No, I grew up in Tyler. Yard. I spent several years of my life. Oh, okay. So you know. In and around yeah. Tyler, Texas. Um, my brother still lives down there on Lake Palestine in this big ass house. Um, oh, so yeah. You know how it is then. Huh? I said, you know how it is then down there. Yeah, no, I know Texans, at least that area of Texans. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and there can be, there can be, the thing is, is down there, there's all these um, really wealthy rednecks. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. they work in oil or they work in construction and they have money and they're hard workers. But that's what my brother is. He's mm-hmm. a, he's an upper way, like top of the upper middle class redneck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and But he's still a redneck at the end of the day. Yeah. He's still, he still says the N word. He doesn't say it around me, but I know he does. And, you know, he's still a racist piece of shit. He's my brother and I love him. We just don't talk yeah. about certain things. Right, um, right. But, yeah, he's definitely an idiot redneck. <laughs> I guess the way you tell the difference between the upper middle class redneck and the, is, is the toys they buy. They both buy boats, but one's a bass boat. The other's like a sailboat or, yeah. or like a, a or marina like, boat. My know? brother brought his wife, I think it was in 2010, I don't remember, a brand new Mustang that's what she thought she wanted because the kids were driving and she didn't have to drive around a kid anymore yeah. um, then she hated it so he just bought her a different car like he just buys cars he doesn't finance them so he just bought her a different car and then he turned that car into a race car and he goes out to the racetrack and drag races it and shit um 
Yeah. And so that's what he did with his brand new Mustang. He turns it into a race car and just buys his wife a Ford Flex instead. Um, problem solved. Right. I currently owe him like $1,100. I'm going to pay him back, I swear. Um, <laughs> I actually, I actually, since this COVID shit, have more money now than I ever, yeah. I ever did working. Um, yeah, it's easy to save right now for sure. Because the extra 600 a week. And I didn't even get unemployment because of COVID. I had a job. I got a job during, like, after everything got shut down, accounting, mm -hmm. working remote. And then I got fired four days later. So I actually filed for unemployment for the reason you file for unemployment. But I'm still getting the 600 extra a week. Plus, nice. I'm getting my federal loan back. Yeah. Eventually. And I'm, uh, I got, like, a $1,000 check from the Denver Artist <laughs> Fund. Yeah. So nice. Sitting pretty. Hell yeah. yeah. But I'm going to buy a van and live in it. Oh, it's a bus, like a handicapped yeah. bus. Not like a school bus, but like, a, you know, the other kind. Will that be for touring and stuff? No, I'm going to live in it. Oh, nice. Right on, right on, right on. Like in one of the one of the camping type of vans. Yeah. It's where you've got of, like the little couch that'll fold out to bed and shit like that. Uh, yeah, I have a plan. I probably won't have. I don't care. I'm not. It's not being built to have other humans in it. Mm -hmm. it's being built for me to live in. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to have guests over um, right. things like that. So I don't really care about seating for other people. So my bed will probably just be, my bed's probably going to have to have storage under it. It's probably just going to be a flat bed, but um, right. I've been planning to do this for like three years. Sweet. Um, when I moved out to Denver, I just lived in my SUV for like six months, but then it got cold and I couldn't really, if it, you know, I couldn't really live in the SUV. Um, yeah. Here, so I got a place, but now, now I got all this money just to buy stuff and fix it up. I might as well. Might as well. Hell yeah. No. Always make sure I have a place to live no matter what. And Hell I, yeah. And it's up. yours. Yeah. And get solar panels put on it. It has a secondary battery already to run the interior. It's got air conditioning. Right on. Right yeah, on. so it's as big as I know people that rent studio apartments in New York that are as big as the interior of this bus, you know, for like yeah. 2500 a month. Yeah. You know, like, so it's crazy, right? Like, I co host a podcast down here, and my um, the, the woman who runs and owns the podcast is from New York, and she tells me stories from up there about like, yeah, some of the size of the apartments, how many people will pack into one just because it's so expensive and stuff. Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> not for me. I'm cool to visit, a, not to live. I'm going to get a composting toilet. That's the biggest trick is what to do with your poop. Um, yeah. Yeah. So get a composting toilet. And yep. uh, then I can just dump it wherever because it's compost. It's. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there's ways. I'm, I don't think you're technically supposed to do it, but I'm going to, I'm going to just let my shower water drain under the bus onto the ground. Mm-hmm. It'll be all right. Yeah, it'll be fine. I'm sure. I've already got plans. I just need to get it done. I just need to get. There's probably some I'm gonna have to have help with. Yeah. Just because I, I don't have the knowledge or the tools. But there's a guy, one of the comedians here, Tobias. Um, he's got all that shit. He's built out a van before. He'll help me. Nice. So get it all constructed. The mystery machine man rolling down the road. Yeah, I'd really like to, 
I'd really like to use found and reclaimed materials though. I don't want to purchase materials. Right. So That's cool. I, I have, I'm just going to stick all the crap I have in my bedroom in it for now until I, I'm going to get some Velcro, uh, you know, to like keep stuff like my lamp staying on the table and not falling mm -hmm. over and my mm -hmm. monitors. And I'm going to, I know how to L bracket stuff to the wall enough. At least I know some stuff. So I'm just going to set it up with the crap I already own in my bedroom for now. Nice. All your electronics and stuff. Yeah. But I want like a super good, I want like a super good surround sound, Bluetooth surround sound system in there. Yeah. And yeah. I want to go out into the middle of nowhere and just turn it up as loud as I want. You want to just jam? Just fucking jam. Hell yeah. That's what I want Hell to yeah. do. <laughs> Fantastic idea. Little weed, little music. Good to get. There's a lake in Nebraska I love that it doesn't have any facilities. Um, so there's nobody ever there. Even like Memorial Day weekend, I got a spot on the water and it, no, they don't drive through and check. I barely ever paid every once in a while I pay just cause like I should probably pay. And, yeah. um, yeah, it's, I could just go park down there and till this shit's over. I was like, if I'm going to go be all alone, I'd rather go do it at the lake. No doubt. No doubt. Better than just four walls. Yeah. yeah. What I time you got there? I go for drives through the mountains. That's what Beautiful. I like. Sometimes I like to just go for a good drive too. Just, yeah. you know, go see the blue bonnets and whatnot. Um, what, what time you got? It is 19 after. So we should probably wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah, I should just it's to make sure I'm not late for the show. It's good to talk to you. I definitely, when things are available, Texas going South, I've never done comedy down there. I, and I got friends. I can, I have a friend that has a guest room in Dallas. I have a friend. Yeah a guest room in San Antonio. I got a friend that has a guest room in Austin. So mm -hmm. um, it's good to be friends with adults. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And if you come down to Dallas and Texas, like I know comics yeah. over Dallas, I get you set up. I've done shows in San Antonio, yeah. done shows in Austin, Houston. Yeah. I could totally like, but I'll have my bus. So it doesn't matter. If I have my bus. Well, yeah, but I mean, just like as far as getting connected with the mics or the shows or this, okay. that. Yeah, I oh, really yeah. just want to do. Sh I mean, I'll do mics if I have to, but I prefer to do shows. Right. I mean, right. I've done. I've toured. I got like thirty solid minutes, probably. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm not like an open micer. I. Yeah. I produced this year will be the third year I've produced a festival, and I produce shows here in Denver. And what festival do you produce? Art of Female Comedy Festival. Right on. I, also right on, I was going to put in for it, but then <laughs> I probably can't yeah. put in for it. <laughs> I, I also run the 5280 Comedy website here, and I'm starting another one called Colorado Comedy Connect. Right on. Um, so I'm like, you know, I'm somebody in Denver, not like somebody big. For sure. I'm somebody that's good to know in Denver. I can, yeah. my word would mean something to people. To, I could vouch for people, and people yeah. know who I am enough that I could vouch for them and be a, be a you know. A good solid reference. Reference. A yeah. I'm a good Denver reference. Yeah, right on, right on. Yeah, yeah if you ever make it out, it'd be great. I'd love to hang out. and sure. I'd, I'd come on and hang out again, too. This was a great conversation. Yeah. It was nice just mm -hmm. chatting, getting to know you, for sure. So. For sure. All right, well, thank you for being here. You have thank a you. Day and hug your wife, since I can't hug anyone. I absolutely will. I'll hug her and the little girl in the pub. Yeah. Hug them for, for, sure. for me. Be like, this is from Helen, and then lick their face, because that's what I would do. I will. I'll do it to all three of them right now, for sure. Thank you. All right. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Thanks. Bye.